Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Reel Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, Mark Larson, thank you very much, and welcome everyone to Ron Real Radio. Of course, probably it's uh, most of you are actually welcoming Stan and I because we're the ones that have been gone for the past couple of weeks. But we appreciate you coming to hang with us. We always appreciate you uh, tuning in, especially on Sunday night when there's a lot more, a lot of other distractions to, to maybe keep you away from the radio. So we do appreciate it. I am your underfished host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and we've got, I think, a great show ready for you tonight. Right out of the gates, we're going to have owner-operator of Anglers Inn. Mr. Billy Chapman, you want to go fish Mexico? You want to go fish the Amazon? How about a great location in Canada? And we're going to also find out about what's happening with the new location up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So Billy's going to be with us. He'll be our first guest tonight. And then in the second hour of the show, Jerry Mayhew's going to be with us. Since we talked to Jerry last, he is now a full-time offshore guide, but he is still director of the Saltwater Bass Series, the SBS We're going to be talking about his series. We're going to talk a little bit about some offshore fishing and his first tournament that's scheduled for January the 14th on Mission Bay. It's going to be the week right before the San Diego Anglers Bay Tournament. So it's going to be an event. If you're going to fish that bay tournament, you're going to want to fish. But before we get this all done, first of all, my co-host, Wendy Toshihara, she's out on some personal business tonight. So we look forward to having Wendy with us again next week but with us tonight is the voice of one 800 bass boat and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right stan vandenberg stan howdy how you doing john hello everybody so you know we've been absent for all the good reasons though buddy (laughs) (laughs) that's all i can say we have been fishing you know and you know and stan let's get right to our first guest because this is a fellow that if you are looking for something on your bucket list when it comes to fishing, this is a fellow that can put it together for you, whether it's fishing Mexico, the Amazon, Canada, here in the United States. Let's catch up with him and find out what he heck, heck he's been doing since the last time we had him on the show. Mr. Billy Chapman. Billy, welcome to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, thank you, John. It's, uh, it's great to be there, and uh, we appreciate you putting us on the air, and let's uh, tell the audience what, what, what's coming up. Well, yeah, please do that, because I never know when we talk to you, Billy, where in the world you are. I've got to tell you that, hey, 
you know, we're in the Pacific time zone. You can be just about anywhere. But, uh, hey, give us an update on what's been happening with you as of late. Well, uh, re- just recently, in the past two months, we're on the Pacific time zone now, John. We're in Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. All right. And uh, we moved our corporate offices up to Coeur Lane. Uh, there's a lot of lakes up here and a great place to spend the summer. And so we're going to be based from, from Idaho now, opposed to Texas. And uh, we, uh, we're just getting open on Lake Al Salto. We had our first boots in this week. And opened up with uh, eight to 10-pound bass on a daily basis. So that's opening up pretty strong, coming off a great season on El Salto. You know, John, we went to the Classic. The Bassmaster Classic was in Tulsa this year. And uh, Kevin Van Dan came out on stage and they said, Kevin, where's your favorite place to fish? You've made a lot of money. You know where the big fish live and where... Where's your favorite place? And he said, Angler's Inn. Uh, he said, I, my biggest bag limit's 52 pounds there. He says, I haven't broke that yet. He said, that's my favorite place. So well, that was pretty exciting for us, John. You know, Kevin coming out and saying that, you know. Oh, you got to believe it. But, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the operation here in Coeur d'Alene. What are you offering? <laughs> I mean, uh, we're familiar. Uh, we've been down and fishing with you at El Salto and Picacho. A lot of our listeners have fished with you on the Amazon, maybe fewer have fished with you uh, up in Canada. Uh, give us a thumbnail sketch on what we can expect to see if we come up and visit you there up in Coeur d'Alene. Well, John, we're still, we're still on the ground floor up here. We're, we only have two months. We got, we're moved into our new offices, and there's so many options up here, John. It's, I just got done fishing Hell's Canyon, and we're taking a good long look at the, the Hell's Canyon fishery which I believe a lot of my customers out of Texas and Alabama and, and different parts of the country would really enjoy. It's, it's a new fishery for me, the steelhead and the king salmon, but we whacked them in the canyon last week. Unbelievable. Uh, just, you know, 12 to 18-pound fish, uh, beautiful. Uh, I mean, I, I'm realizing from where I'm from, a lot of people don't even know the Hell's Canyon exists, you know, and it's deeper than the Grand Canyon and the Snake River runs through it. We, we went up the Salmon River, uh, Salmon River as well. And then there's great smallmouth opportunities up here. Uh, we're looking at Door Shack and some other lakes. With Door Shack's producing nine-pound smallmouth, John. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable fishery for smallmouth. So we're, we're just uh, we're still exploring the, the potential of this region. Uh, we're planning to have some expedition uh, trips up here next summer starting, say, in June. For, uh, we can't really tell you exactly what the package is yet, but that's what we're looking at Idaho for and just the quality of life. And it's just so beautiful up here, John. It's just amazing how many fish are up here and how many different species live up here and you know, all the opportunity that's here. Uh, so, but um, El Salto has opened up really strong. We're expecting a phenomenal season. We're coming off a phenomenal season. If people go to our anglersin.com, anglersin.tv. They can see all the fishing reports from last season. Uh, Bassmaster came down, Hummingbird, Abu Garcia, Berkeley in July, and we put a lot of big fish up on the board and then closed the lodge down and we just reopened it. We also have Lake Picachos. Lake Picachos, we're going on our fourth season. A lot of people are not aware of this new lake. The beauty of Picachos is 
It still has, it doesn't have the trophy bass that El Salto has as of yet. We did catch 11-pounder on a fly rod uh, in February. Wow. That's that a good was one. a big fish. But uh, basically, John, Picasso's in the 2- to 8-pound. Uh, it's a sheer numbers lake, top water, any technique that you would want to perfect. In two or three days, you're going to have it down. There's just a lot of stupid fish swimming around, John, that don't know what a gringo looks like yet. <laughs> well, you know, we were honored to be your guest down there at the end of the first season that you had Picachos open, and, and you had already done a great job putting up the lodge, lodge and Actually, we did a show from there, if I recall, but there was a lot more work uh, to do because by your standards, you wanted Picacho to have the same amenities that are at El Salto. How are you coming along on that project? Coming along real good, John. Uh, we have our 10 cabins up and running. We can handle a group of 20. Uh, we have the dining room being built as we speak. That will be ready in another three weeks. We operated out of a temporary dining room for the first couple of seasons. To make sure the lake is what we thought it was, and it is. Uh, people love the convenience, John, and we've never had a lake 50 minutes from yeah. an international airport like Mazatlan. So, uh, I mean, you land in 50 minutes, you're at the lodge, and you're on the, you know, on the water 10 minutes later. So uh, another big thing was for last season was uh, the combo, because we have the trophy lake, and now we have the numbers lake, and they're only an hour and a half apart from each other. So you can basically book a trip where you do two and a half days Al Salto, two and a half days Picachos, the, the best of both worlds. You know, you can warm up on Picachos and work out the kinks and get your timing down and then go over and catch the big one on El Salto. So it's really a unique situation having two of the best lakes side by side. You know, uh, as I said, I did have the experience to be uh... – uh, your guests there at Picachos, and what I enjoyed about Picachos is not only was it outstanding fishing, but be the the pure ruggedness of the area because that lake is literally jungle that was uh, flooded by the damming of the river there, and what you see there is like for a guy like me that doesn't have a chance to get out in the jungle that often is really truly incredible. Yeah, John, you know, when you think when you land on the, on the coast there in Mazatlan, within 50 minutes you're up in the mountains. It's actually the foothills, but it backs right up to the Sierra Madres. It, the lake is a little bit smaller than El Salto. It's a deep lake, and it fills very quickly, and the bass are growing. Uh, we're averaging about three quarters, three quarters to a pound a year, so every season it's just getting better and better. So if anybody wanted to fish a new lake, now's the time. Uh, we expect another three to four years of just phenomenal fishing, and then they might start getting smart on us. But like you said, they cleared nothing. You have to fish this lake with braid. Uh, you know, when you hook up, they're in the brush, so you got to be able to rip them out of it. And uh, it's not finesse fishing. It's, it's rip their lips off and get them coming your way because there's some heavy, heavy structure in this lake. Well, what's also neat is the fact to uh, get to either El Salto or Picacho you know, Mazatlan obviously is is fairly close, but you also offer to us fishermen the convenience of uh, coming into uh, uh, Cozumel and coming to pick us up, especially here out of San Diego, where all we have to do is walk all across the border. We don't even have to drive anymore. We're right at the airport. Come on down on a carrier like Valeris. 
save a heck of a lot of money on airfare, you uh, help us out by coming a little farther to pick us up. Gives us the opportunity to have a little more gratuity for the staff down there at El Salto and Picacho. Yeah, that's that's correct, John. We got a lot of people coming out of California, uh, the Lackey Group, and there's some real big groups that come out come down every year, year after year. Some of them twice a year, and they, that's the route they take, and it's, it goes uh, really well for them. And you can save some money on airfare as well. You're correct. Yep. Oh, what do those saltwater fishermen know about bass fishing? Come on, are they? They're just down there to party and have a good time. <laughs> well, you know, when you have open bar like we have, John, you know, some guys try to drink me under the bar there. You know, with those little Pacificos, they go down real smooth. But I never worry about it, John, because uh, you know, gas is a lot cheaper than those Pacificos, so they're never going to outdrink me on that on that trip. Hey, Billy, uh, uh, tell us a little bit, because maybe it's the uh, red-haired, freckle-faced kid in the group, but uh, your operation there in Canada, when we had uh, talked to you last, I know you had uh, a fisherman come on down, and he was really wanting to pick up a a big walleye, and he picked up a mystery fish, and he he didn't know what it was, brought it back into camp, and it turned out to be a largemouth bass, which is something... You don't see up in that part of the world. Tell us about the Canadian operation. Well, John, we had a, we had a decent season. Uh, you, the, what you were referencing to last season, we didn't know that black bass even existed in our fishery. And I partnered with a, a lodge in Canada. And uh, the last day, the guy was praying for a 50-inch muskie, and he ended up catching some black bass. And we said, well, you know, sometimes the Lord don't give you what you want, but he gave you something very unique. The guys didn't even know what it was. So that was pretty funny. But uh, we're going to put more focus on Idaho opposed to Canada now, John. Uh, we're going to really focus on Idaho over the next year, next two seasons, and have a small operation up here in the U.S. And uh, I, I kind of like the Idaho fishery even better than Canada's fishery at this point. Now, you were telling us about uh, fishing Hell's Canyon and the bass fishing. Is it going to be a multi-species type of trip, or can you one day go to one location and then the next day go to another venue and kind of switch it around depending on your preferences? Yeah, that's the plan, John, and that's the beauty of, of this region up here. You know, we got the steelhead. We have uh, on the chain lakes on Quarter Lane, if you Google Quarter Lane, the chain lakes, they have produced some monster black bass. So, uh, you know, majority of my clients are, are bass fishermen, but uh, I'm sure they'd like to catch a steelhead sometime. And just, uh, we can re- well, that's exactly what we're going to be doing, John, is mixing it up and give the client the option of going either, uh, you know, bass fishing or steelhead, king salmon, and uh, the trout. So it's all, it's all looking really good there, John. But uh, we should have something all on paper and our packages built by December. Well, I, I do look forward to it. Give us a little hint, though. You know, when we go down to El Salto and Picacho, it is turnkey luxury experience. I mean, there is nothing we have to do or touch from the time we get off the plane to the time we get back on the plane to come and see you. Uh, let's start off, uh, what do you envision is going to be happening in Coeur d'Alene there when it comes just to the lodging? Huh? How can you beat what you do on the Amazon or what you're doing at El Salto and Picacho? 
Well, I'm in the process right now. You know, it's a different game up here opposed to Brazil and Mexico when what I can get away with, John, here. And uh, we're really uh, hoping that we can get our floating suites established here as we have in Brazil, you know, the floating cabins. So right now I'm working with the fishing game and different departments, finding out what, what will go and what, what I can do and what I can't do. That's, you know, like I said, I've only been here for 60 days. We're just getting established, just moved into the offices, but we're – we're working on it, and what we're really hoping is to get our floating suites established. If not, it would be a mothership type of operation where we want to have the complete mobility of, uh, and the flexibility of not being locked into any given fishery. And with the suites or the boats, are you talking about being on Lake Coeur d'Alene itself, or, or do you have an idea of that maybe being somewhere else? No, well... It's, it's up in the air right now, John. Like okay. I said, I can't give you all the facts uh, at this point in time. We do have options with lodges, and we may even purchase a lodge. Uh, but it's way too early to give anybody any facts uh, at this point in time. All right. Hey, Billy, uh, we've got to take a break right now. Is there any way we can get you to stay for another segment? You betcha. Uh, I'm here, John. All right. Hey, we are speaking with Billy Chapman, Jr. from Angler's Inn and. Not only El Salto, Picacho, but also the Amazon, Canada, and now up in the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area. Stan and I, we got to take a break right now, but we'll be back right after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. 
H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Anglers Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Wendy is off tonight. We got with us Billy Chapman Jr., owner operator of Anglers in Mexico, Canada. Uh, the Amazon, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho now, we're finding on out. And, Billy, welcome on back. Uh, tell us, you've lived so many years down in Texas. You've lived for a long time down uh, in the Sinaloa area. Uh, a little bit of a cultural change uh, moving up to uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? Actually, I'm loving it. I wish I would have found it 20 years ago, John. It's just, <laughs> today I had some moose walking down my driveway, and then I had, to, I had some beer. It's just the amount of wildlife up here, and I'm just loving it, John. It's just I never knew it even existed. I, I flew up here last April just to say hi uh, to some customers, and I, said, I, I flew home, and I said, babe, we're moving. She said, what, in one trip? I said, one trip, babe. you got to see this place. And uh, I got smallmouth living out my back door. I got a musky lake. Uh, Salmon, it's the steelhead species I've never fished for, and it's a great place to raise my boy, too, John. You know, it's just uh, up here, you got a lot of woods, and and just everybody's into hunting and fishing. I mean, it's just incredible. You know, whoever you meet, that's what they do. I don't know. Uh, when we were at Picacho, I remember uh, Paul Eder and myself uh, sitting back on uh, in one of the patios, uh, and we were watching the lake, and it was late in the afternoon, and you and your boy uh, went out in one of the boats and took him out to just one of the small islands. 
off the shoreline, and we witnessed him catching fish. You're, uh, you uh, are raising a real sportsman there, Billy. Yeah, you know, what's exciting, John, is I made a deal with my wife. You know, Dylan now just turned six. So uh, I've been dying to take him to the Amazon. So now he's going to be able to go to the Amazon and swim with the piranha. You know, you can imagine my wife, her eyes just were rolling around in her head. But if the native, the native kids can do it, my boy can do it. And uh, it's just, you know, there's ways you can swim with the piranha and there's ways you can't, which is a landlocked situation. You know, you just don't get in the water when they're landlocked. But open water, John, you can swim with the piranha. It blows the customers' minds and, uh, I'm going to make him my little star down into Brazil. You know, a lot of guys are afraid to go to Brazil right now before the Zika. And we're fighting the Zika challenge right now. I do have, I'm down a little bit on my numbers on how many guys are fishing Brazil this year because of yeah. the, the Zika. But the truth of the matter is, John, I could literally bet a guy $10,000 that if he sees a mosquito, I'll double it. Because on the Rio Negro, which a lot of people, you know, when you think the Amazon, you just think, snakes and bugs and tons of mosquitoes well there's so much acid in the rio negro river that you don't they can't breed and they can't reproduce so we don't have mosquitoes but the problem right now is i'm fighting the media you know the media sure. comes out and that is way down in rio you know which is which is a, a four-hour flight it's a coastal mosquito and uh so you know but we we got plenty of guys going we we lost some groups for that reason, they're going to sit back and wait. But it's just a beautiful fishery, and uh, I would have no problem bringing my son, my wife there. Uh, we just don't have that going on. If you don't have the mosquito, you don't have dengue, you don't have the malaria. So all these, you know, the fears that people have are not on the Rio Negro. Now, the Amazon River is a whole nother apple. You know, there's tons of that We call it white water. So you have white water in Brazil which the mosquitoes are really bad. You, you pretty much got to wear a mosquito net over your head the whole time you're fishing. Uh, or you go to a blackwater fishery, and, and the blackwater has produced all the world records, so why would we want to fish with the mosquitoes when we don't have to? Well, not only that, you offer your patrons uh, uh, exclusive access to some areas that no one else in the world can fish. Billy, why don't you give us a real qu- quick thumbnail sketch on people that are going to fish with you on the Amazon, how the trip goes? Well, we just got, uh, my last group in was Forbes Magazine was down. The same week I had Bassmaster, Field and Stream, and Outdoor Life. And if anybody would love to, uh, would like to see the, the stories that they wrote last December, they were fishing last December. So we're just kicking off the new season, prime time in my region. Is December through February. That's the window, December, January, and February, fishing the upper regions of the Rio Negro. We have three operations. So we have a water train operation, a lodge operation, and a mothership operation. Depending on what the client's looking for, numbers, bigger fish, trophy fish, we have it all. But it's basically a a six-and-a-half-day trip in the jungle. You fish six-and-a-half days. You spend seven nights. And you really need to do it comfortable 10 days. It's a 10-day trip from door to door. So everybody goes through Miami. It's basically uh, getting into Miami, six-hour flight to Brazil. When you land, we meet you at the airport, put you up a five-star hotel on the Rio Negro, 
Then we have about an hour and a half charter flight, either float plane or wheel plane, to the lodge of, that you booked. So the bottom line is it's a real easy trip. Uh, we're fishing out of nitro boats from the lodge and aluminum trackers from the other operation. It's uh, banana splits in the jungle, white wine, red wine. Uh, the lodge has a swimming pool. You can bring your wife. And uh, you're not going to see all these critters unless you really go out and look for them, John. You know, the jungle is so thick that they see you before you see them. Now, if you want to get adventurous, we will take you out at night and spot the, spot the caiman and go out and spotlight and lift rocks and, and look for the critters, and you will find them. But on your typical day, you're not going to see much because they, they, they hide. And uh, it's been real good to me. I've been fishing the Amazon for, I just turned 60. I've been fishing the Amazon for 40 years. And uh, I love it. It's my favorite fishery in the world. Billy, and, is there a better time to go? I mean, for the guys that like the big fish, is there a spawn season that is in coordinate, or kind of coordinated with the rivers rising and lowering because water makes a difference, uh, you know, and, and the spawning season, who knows when it can be down there. Yeah, the spawning is really interesting. After they, they're, uh, this is really exciting fishing. You, you, you watch for the bubbles, right? So a peacock, she'll, she'll follow her fry, and the fry will be about the size of a little bit bigger than, say, a basketball, right? And that fry will come up to the top of the water, and you'll have a male and female underneath that ball. And when they expose themselves... And you'll just see a slight little ripple on the top of the water. You know there's 10 to 25-pound fish, and they're teamed up protecting that ball of fry. And you throw over the fry. One guy goes under. One guy stays on top, say, with a wood chopper. And then you run like a Rapala or a Bomber Long A right through the center of that fry. Guaranteed hookup. And our guys have the eyes, the, the locals, they have the eyes to spot these, and that's usually in February. And uh, it's a great way to catch big fish, and they're going to attack it. I mean, when they hit that bait, they're protecting their, 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 their babies. And uh, it's just incredible fishery. Uh, when it comes to you want to fish it at, it's low, at low water. That's the key. That's why I only operate three months out of the year, December, January, February, on the Rio Negro. That's when the water is going to be the lowest. And you don't want high water. You can actually tell from 10,000 feet when you're flying into the float plane. If, if you don't see any beaches, you guys, you're about to tell the pilot to go home. <laughs> hey, Billy, how about, how about gear? Uh, you know, we go to El Salto. We go to the Amazon. Uh, we go come and visit you. Do we have to bring in a lot of our own stuff, you know, or do you have some things that, there that can help us out to, to keep that burden down? On the Amazon, John, it's turnkey. You just have to show up with your personal, your uh, your clothing and your your cameras, and but we literally supply everything in Brazil: rods, reels, line, full tackle package. We got some exciting new baits that we're going to be fishing in Brazil this coming season, which is a uh, an A rig, and we're running one swim bait in the center of six blades. So we got six willow leaf blades in a circle with one six-inch swim bait in the center of that. And I'm telling you, Bassmaster, Forbes Magazine, Out There Life, Field and Stream, we whack 20-pound fish. 
I welcome the audience to go to anglersin.tv and and see. We just slaughtered them, and it, I believe it was the first time an A-rig has ever been fished. So we're pretty excited about getting back down there this season. Uh, they're easy to throw. You're not throwing a great big rake with five or six baits on it. It's only one swim bait in the center. And uh, it, was, it was just phenomenal bait. So we got that. We have our buddy Joe Bullock out of California making us up some mega spinner baits out of stainless steel that are going to hold up. So we got some secret new baits for this coming season that they've never seen and uh, were very successful last year with. I would imagine that these baits have to be made out of rebar because most of that uh, (laughs) fishing that you have there, man, those fish are like on steroids. Yeah, it's it's unreal, John. I mean, back in the 80s when I started fishing for peacock, uh, you know, I went down with a a dozen spinner baits, and you could only land. I'm I'm just talking small peacock, like a seven- or eight-pound peacock just would destroy a a spinner bait. Twist it up so bad or break it, you know, you could never – but now we got it down where we're making them out of stainless with the best hardware that's out there, and they're holding up for the Golden Dorado. Uh, we we actually designed this spinnerbait for the Golden Dorado, and if uh, if it holds up on a Dorado, we know it's going to hold up on a Peacock. Now, how about down in Mexico when it comes to uh, bringing your gear? Because you know I've I've come down there, I've gone on Valeris, and I know Valeris is a discount airline. And in some cases, we've almost paid as much to get our gear to you as we paid for the airfare. How can you help us out there, Billy? Well, uh, the good thing is, Rob, we're sponsored by Abu, and uh, we have all Abu rods available for our clients, spinning and baitcasters. We have over 400 rods at the lodge, uh, heavy, medium action, uh, and we have uh, some left-handed reels. But the bottom line is we ask the clients to bring their reels and we will supply the rods, up to four rods per angler. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, and, it saves a lot of money. Yeah, the rods are there. If the client wants to use our lodge rods, he's more than welcome. And uh, when it comes to a tackle package, this is our first season, we're going to be able to ship. Here's what's happened over the years, John. Guys go out, and the typical bass fisherman, he's going to try everything under the sun, and he's going to bring it to Mexico, and he's going to spend seven, $800. Sure. Those days are over. We know exactly what you need for our fisheries, Picachos and El Salto. So for uh, $2.99 a person, we ship you a Berkeley bag with only what you need. And if you don't use it all, we'll buy it back. And Or you can leave it there. And if you're planning to come back, just leave your bag. We ask our clients to spread it out on the bed. Snap a photo shot, uh, a photo of it, so they can remember what they had, and all they have to come down with their and replace what they're missing. So it's our first season shipping a tackle package to the client, turnkey ready, and uh, all he has to do is bring his reels, and that, that's shipped to his door. They own it for two ninety nine a person, opposed to spending six or seven hundred and bringing down stuff that just doesn't work, you know. Well, Billy, you always get me fired up when we start talking about fishing anglers in down in Mexico because it, it's it's some of the best fishing on earth. You really got me fired up now with what's happening up in Coeur d'Alene. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, I'm looking forward to coming up there and seeing you too. Uh, but in the meantime, if we've got to find out exactly what you're offering, the different packages you have for anglers in, pricing schedule, when you're open, uh, uh, how's the best way to go about doing this? 
Uh, give us a call at 1-800-1-800-GOT-A-FISH. That's G-O-T-A-FISH. Or go to anglersin.com, anglersin.com. But I really encourage the audience to go to anglersin.tv and just explore. Uh, we just had a show on the Outdoor Channel on the 8th with Joe Thomas, Real in the Outdoors. Sure. Uh, that show is available to see. He just got back uh, in June. He fished the month of June. That show aired, uh, what, two or three days ago. But uh, we're launching an all-new website, which is going to be much more informative and just better all the way around. Well, we're excited about getting our new website up. But uh, the best way to do it is just give us a call at 1-800-GOT-A-FISH, and we'll send you out all the different packages. There's couples packages. There's father and son. There's specials. So uh, if they give us a call, my wife and my team will be here, and I'll also be here to answer any question anybody has. You know, and I can't believe, again, the way that you will cater to your uh, patrons there. Uh, I went down there with an individual that has an allergies to certain food. Uh, he loves drinking beer, but it's got to be non-alcoholic. A few other things. Trying to find non-alcoholic beer in Mexico. Holy mackerel, what a, what a, <laughs> what a trade that is. But you did it all, and uh, we're ready to come back down there again and, and visit you, Billy. And we want to wish you much success and thank you very much for being with us this evening on Rod Real Radio. Thank you, John. Hey, John, you need to get your butt on the airplane, run down there, and uh, El Salto and Bicasho is on fire. Oh. And uh, get, <laughs> well, get I was down this month. Get some top water fishing in. Then we'll come back and we'll tell the audience how you did. Good, bad, and the ugly. Well, actually, I was going to call you off air. I will be in Coeur d'Alene on the 21st, so I'm going to give you a call, and maybe we can uh, go out and split a bean somewhere. Now, let's go to Hell's Canyon. You got it, bud. I'm looking forward <laughs> That's to a it. good idea right there. <laughs> Billy Chapman, owner-operator of Angler's Inn, almost now worldwide. Billy, thanks a lot for being with us. Please give our warmest regards to uh, uh, Dylan and your wife, uh, Gail, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon, and we'll be talking to you here again in the not-too-distant future. Thank you, John. God bless you and your audience. All right. Thank you, Billy. Hey, guys, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, what the heck is Phil thinking? We're going to find out what's on Phil Friedman's mind. We've got to take a break right now. We'll be back right after these messages. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of western plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. 
Iser Line makes premium fishing lines, including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iser Line tools and accessories. Iser Line premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gumkatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gumkatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gumkatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gumkatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Dan and I, we do want to welcome you back to Rod Reel Radio. Hey, and a little bit later on the show, we are going to have uh, Mark Hupp from uh, Rockley's. He's going to be on to not only talk about the Rockley's paratrauma device for saltwater use, but also how now the fishermen are using it for freshwater, especially at Lake San Vicente. So uh, that'll be in the second half of the show. I think it's going to be a conversation you will be interested in hearing. Well, now it's time for the voice of PFO Radio with what the heck is Phil thinking? Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, I don't know. I don't know if we've been gone, you're gone, but welcome back to the show. <laughs> hey, John. I, yeah, I think you were in Baja, and I was down in Baja myself. I, in fact, I was uh, stopped by this place in Rosarito, one of my favorite places. It's Orange County Upholstery where you can get your cars done and yeah and everything but lupita these guys all listen to your show all the time so i promise them i give them your best and lupita ramon manny alfonso eduardo and jose who does the car painting down there does such a great job will eversman is on his third car now having it reupholstered <laughs> and having it painted and getting all three cars done for the estimate that he had on one car so he's stoked and and they're good people so yeah i was down that way and i i know you've been uh, running around a little bit also Yes, so is Stan, but just before we get on to another subject, how do our listeners get a hold of these people uh, down in uh, uh, Baja to uh, get an estimate to have any work done? Hey, thank you, John, and and I wouldn't recommend these folks. They are, uh, unless I truly believe them, and now they become good friends, they're hardworking, like, like most Mexicans I know, decent, honest, you can trust them with your your vehicle and everything else. They do such great work. And, and I would say, since I don't have their phone number right in front of me, you could either send me a text. My number is 424-237-0250, or just drop me an email and, and ask me for the contact information for the folks in Rosarita. You can drop that email to pforadio 
at gmail.com, and I'd be more than happy to hook them up. John, great folks. They love your show, and uh, once again, they just do wonderful work. And as I say, Will Evers, when I'm with him here this evening, as we're 11 minutes and 7 seconds from the big debate, uh, um, I'm with him tonight. So uh, he, he's, as I say, he's gotten three cars done for the price of one, and it's just it's incredible work. You cannot believe how good it is. Well, uh, tell us, Phil, uh, since uh, Stan and I have been down in Baja, Stan is just back up from Cabo. Obviously, I was at uh, Cedros Island. Uh, What's happening here locally? Hey, I'm going to get you in tune with that. But first of all, how about a happy birthday to Don Ashley from Pierpoint Landing in Long Beach, California. (laughs) 71 big ones. He probably doesn't want me to tell you that. But uh, Donnie's 71 years old. And you know what, John? If I could just, just, I'll take a brief moment and tell you a few things about Don. You know, his dad, Whitey Ashley, was in the business for so many years. At one time, seven of the Ashleys held Fish, uh, held captain's licenses, seven. His kids, his cousin, his dad, Whitey. You know, Whitey, one thing besides being a really great sport fishing captain in the late 50s, you know, before the Baja Road went in or anything else, he ran John Wayne's yacht, the Wild Goose, from Newport Beach down to Cabo San Lucas. John Wayne was crazy about Mexico. Wow. And kind of crazy about Mexican women, too. I'm not positive, but I think he married four or five Mexican women in his lifetime. So he just loved the whole thing about Mexico. And Whitey was connected with with, uh, John Wayne and ran uh, his boat down there. Uh, Donnie's another guy that loves Mexico. But the one thing I will tell you about Don Ashley, put apart aside his fishing prowess and everything else, he's just about one of the most giving great guys you'd ever want to know. In 1991, a police officer named John Roberts came to me and said, Phil, I got 40 kids and they're, you know, borderline. They've been in and out of jail and we're looking for something to do with these kids. You think a fishing trip would do any good? And I said, I can't imagine it would do any harm. So let's see what we can do. You know, we don't have any funds and, you know, we'll see what we can do. I went to Donnie and he arranged for that to happen. And since 91, Donnie and I have combined for well over 70,000 kids on the water, and a lot of that, thousands, have gone free when Donnie may not have enough money, but he was always there to do it. And behind the scenes, you know, while people were saying, God, Phil, you're, you're out there, you're taking all these kids fishing, great job, Phil Friedman, blah, 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 blah. Donnie Ashley was back there in the shadows, quietly doing all the hard work, providing the boats that we may not have had the money at that point in time to do. And he's always been that kind of a, a guy. He sent a lot of goods across the border to Mexico. He does things for our military here in the United States of America and a lot of stuff for kids. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that before I jumped into the fishing report. He's a great guy. And uh, who knows, he'll probably be kicking around another 40 years, calling me at night and driving me crazy, as he always does. Well, so, um, you know, you yeah. know, one of the reasons I got involved with sports fishing was watching fishing from Pierpoint Landing back in the 50s when uh, uh, they were out there catching yellowtail and stuff like that. Oh, black there was a and show white called film. Fishing Flashes, right? Yeah, and Ben, was that that was exciting stuff when you're uh, uh, just a, a, a young lad and you're seeing all these fish in the ocean like that. You're going, man, I want to do that someday. So, congratulations. No question. Yeah, and congratulations. Donnie's got that in his hands. Go ahead, Stan. I'm sorry. So did the Pierpoint Landing show. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of the guy. I know have it on the tip of his tongue that was uh, on it every week, but it was a great show uh, and uh, fired a lot of us up uh, when it came to fishing. Well, 
Well, Phil, you know, here we are. We're sitting, uh, you know, in the middle of October almost, and people are going, eh, time to go rock fishing, or let's, uh, you know, clean the rods and reels up, put them away. But I don't think that's the case yet. Uh, no, it certainly is not, uh, John. And, and I'll cover some of the areas here in the last 48 hours that have shown significant signs of life. Of course, down there out of San Diego, a lot of small yellows on the kelps. And depending on what kelp you find, if you get the right kelp, you get a bunch of yellowfin tuna to go with it, and some flatheads, some Dorado to, to go with that. Up in our neck of the woods here, let's say in L.A. Orange County-based areas, probably one of the best things going on right now is Santa Barbara Island. Great yellowtail action going on there. The last 72 hours, let's call it, really nice fishing on good grade fish, 12 to 15 to 30 pound yellowtail also mixed in there. So Santa Barbara Island is on the bite. They're biting the iron. They're biting the sardine. And if you can make any squid at all, of course, that's going to enhance your uh, chances to catch even more. Now, San Nicholas Island was the go-to island here a while back, but the water that rolled and conditions were not as good as they were, and those yellows just are off the bite at San Nicholas right now. But that could get back in the picture. For now, it's a little island, SBI. It's cranking out really excellent numbers of yellows and really excellent fishing. As you pointed out, John, it's the fall right now. Sometimes people are turning their attention to rockfish, but not this year. And really, the fall for me, that's when it seems like you get your best variety. You get all kinds of variety, especially down San Diego Way and northern Baja. But you also get your best weather months in the fall. You know, sometimes in the summer you get a lot of wind. You get high inland air temperatures and you get a lot of wind on the water. In the fall, you really get some beautiful flat calm season. We certainly have seen some of that here recently. Um, also, Catalina Island, very good action going on out there. Mix of smaller yellows, some bonita, a little bit of calico bass, some rockfish and stuff to go along with it. Not exactly wide open, but decent enough. And there's been a smattering of local yellowfin tuna around the 14-mile bank, the 209, the 267, areas like that. Pretty tough for a lot of guys. Joe Gallagher is a good friend of mine and a private boater who worked almost down to the ridge area from Huntington Beach. He left, hit the 14, the 267, went down to the 181, 182, and caught zero and uh, there was a lot of those kinds of stories. But there's been half-day yellowfin tuna out of Newport, and there's been some interesting signals and signs in that local area. Enterprise, some tough fishing here the last few days also, but just the fact that we have a chance at local tuna is pretty darn interesting. And you never know how that can change. We may see that kick back into gear. We're hoping that will indeed be the case. So plenty of great stuff going on. Local fishing here in L.A. Orange County areas. Pretty tough right now. Most of the guys are fishing rockfish, so if you want some great eating fish, some fish tacos, uh, that's a good way to do it. Sculpin are off limits, as you know. That season has been closed, and uh, a few bass and a few fish around town, but mostly rockfish right now. Pretty good. You can't complain. Big yellows out there at Santa Barbara Island on the bite. And I failed to also mention, I just looked at my notes there, that those bigger bluefin, and I'm talking mostly 20 to 60-pound bluefin tuna, are back on the bite there at San Clemente Island. There's been some good fishing on sardines out there and uh, looking pretty good. Some of it on Desperation Reef and some of it out in the deeper water out past Seal. There's been some pretty good fish out there in that neck of the woods. So really, really, really interesting stuff going on, John, and high hopes that Folks are not putting the rods and reels away yet because it's still plenty of time to come. Yeah, you know, the Constitution was just right on out there. They came back from a five-day trip. They had 28 
bluefin tuna in the 50 to 90 pound range. They had uh, a bunch of uh, yellowfin in the 40 to 70 pound range. They had uh, yellowtail in the 15 to 20 pound range. And they released over 225 smaller yellowtail. And then just uh, uh, today, the producer, they called in. They had limits of uh, yellowtail with two yellowfin tuna. The first string, they're on an overnight two. They've got seven yellowfin tuna and limits of yellowtail. The Relentless, they have 82 yellowfin tuna. They're still fishing out there today. And Scott Hart on the Top Gun 80, Stan's favorite boat. They have limits of yellowfin tuna. The uh, Legend, they've got 41 yellowfin tuna, six Dorados, and 320 yellowtails. So, Phil, the local bite just keeps on going out of Southern California here. Great time to be fishing down here. And even if you're fishing in our bays, which we'll be talking with Captain James Nelson yet, or on the offshore area, as we'll be talking with uh, Jerry Mayhew, Great time to be fishing, or especially now with this little Santa Ana, with the conditions that we had, flat, calm, almost no wind, and it's time to really get on them. No doubt. And not only are those numbers that you just gave impressive, but again, the variety and that fall weather, which is so beautiful, and these Santa Ana conditions, as you have just so accurately mentioned, just resulted in beautiful Platcom pristine ocean where you can spot a kelp a mile away and you can see some breaking fish also a mile away. It's a fun time to be on the water. And absolutely perfect conditions right now. It doesn't look like that's going to stop anytime soon, John. Oh, well, Phil, uh, I appreciate you calling in report. If we want to find out what you're up to, uh, some of the latest things that have been happening with Phil Friedman, uh, your uh, local broadcasts, uh, all the things that are happening, I can't even keep track of them. How's the best way to go about doing that? Hey, John, you are very kind. You can go to www.pforadio.com or in Spanish, aventurasaladelibre.com. And if you want to get in touch with me about the guys, the upholstery stuff down south or anything else, just drop me an email, please, anytime. I'd be more than happy to hear from you and love to hear from you. pforadio at gmail.com. John, Stan. I tell you, you're two of the best in the business. Always a pleasure to be with you, my friends, and a great pleasure to be with all of your listeners. Once again, my my best, everyone listening south of the border, todos mis amigos en Rosarito, en Tijuana, and todos los lugares allá, yo mando todo mi amor a, a ustedes. So, always great to be with you, my friend. Hey, Phil, that connection down to Rosarito Beach sounds great because you can go down there. Have your car worked on, have it really spruced up, stay at the Rosarita Beach Hotel. When you stay down there, no reason to have a car because you can arrange either to go fishing, you can arrange to the wine tour, you can arrange to go with uh, all-terrain vehicles into the backcountry. You have great food, if, whether you stay there at the hotel or you venture on out. And by the time you're ready to go home, you've got a brand-new car. Man, it's a win-win situation, Phil. Man, you're, you're, you're talking me into another Baja trip. You're going to get me divorced, John. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, the way our local football teams are playing and your favorite team fell. Oh, my God. Thanks for not mentioning that, by hey, the way. We're going to have <laughs> we're gonna have plenty of fishing time this season. So, thank yeah. God, it's going to be great fishing. Absolutely right, man. Go Irish. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Phil. Phil Friedman uh, with uh, what's happening here in the local uh, fishing area. Phil, thanks a lot. We look forward to speaking to you next Sunday night live on Rod and Reel Radio. 
Hey, we're going to, Stan and I, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, if we can make the connection, because I know he was out in the water tonight, Jerry Mayhew, he is the director of the Saltwater Bass, Saltwater Bass Series. So stay tuned. Still a lot more show to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Stan and I, we do want to welcome you back to the second half of Rod and Reel Radio. Man, with the way the fishing is, both on the freshwater side and the saltwater side, seems like we're trying to put 20 pounds of mud into a 5-pound sack, getting everyone together and trying to keep you all updated. But, uh, you know, right now they're falling down as they come along, and we seem to be doing a good job of it. 
Hey, let's introduce our next uh, guest, Gary. Pardon me, Jerry Mayhew. He is a director of the uh, Saltwater Bass Series, and he's also ventured out in this past season uh, to be a, a full-time guide. Jerry, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Hey, guys. Good evening. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job, by the way. How are you? <laughs> All right, Jerry. I, I don't know what to go on first because I follow you on Facebook with the uh, the SBS, the Saltwater Bass Series, and then I see what you're doing on the guiding side. Let, let's talk a little bit about our offshore bite. How's it been going? You know, this year uh, it's been everything of epic. Uh, two very tough days. Uh, no rhyme or reason. A little bit inconsistent. Uh, boy, just a great year, like I said, but I've had plenty of days where uh, I'm not even seeing fish. Uh, pretty hit or miss, but I think overall uh, it's been fantastic, and uh, I hope we get a season next year, uh, you know, even partially as good as this. Those big bluefin sure did put on a show for a long time. I started with those fish below the border and basically followed them and fished with them uh, all the way uh, up until recently on the backside of San Clemente Island, and there's still some fish there to be had. Um, but what a great year for Big Bluefin for us, I have to say. You know, Jerry, that, that, it's been an odd year across the board. Last year was off the charts odd, completely different than any year we've ever had. This year, off the charts odd, completely different than any year we've had, mostly because we've had this phenomenal Bluefin bite, but the offshore bite or, or inshore bite is, it comes in and it goes away. It comes in and goes away. Somewhat with these currents and the red crab and, all the influences that we've had have been pretty incredible. But when you get on that bite, when it starts and you're on it, it's been nothing but good. And i got to tell you from our side, because I work with Jerry on the backside with uh, his tournament schedule for his insurance, and the people that fish with your, your program, by the way, are, are just extremely happy with your events. I, I can't even tell you how many people compliment you from the backside. Well, that's that's great to hear. Trust me, uh, I really appreciate it. You know, I love to run tournaments. Uh, it's definitely a passionate thing. I have a long tournament background, both freshwater uh, and saltwater. Um, you know, it feels great to hear just one person at the end of a, a tournament day come up and say, hey, great job, Jerry, another great event. Uh, thank you so much. Um, it, it means a lot, and it, boy, I tell you what, it keeps me going. Uh, I love it. I have fun, and as soon as I'm not having fun, you know, who knows what will happen. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I love it. And uh, the camaraderie and sharing stories of offshore fishing uh, during the tournaments, it's, it's great. And most all the tournament guys, they're, they're offshore guys, too. Um, I'll tell you what, 2017 has a little bit of a schedule change as far as leaving the summer open next year. And we'll get into that in a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, I love it. And, uh I just try to provide as much as I can for, for the, you know, for the participants, uh, you know, as if I were fishing the events myself. Well, what do I want to see? You know, uh, how do I want to feel when I show up and all that? It, it all goes, uh, it all goes into play. And I, uh, I really love doing it and I try my best. I tell you what. Well, Jerry, it, it really shows in the way that you structure your schedules for the saltwater bass series, because you have events that should appeal to most anybody, no matter what their skill level. Not just the the real fanatics that run out to San Clemente at 40 miles an hour and fish for two hours and, and come on back to weigh in. Uh, you've got a really broad base of appeal. 
Yeah, I tell you what, the Bay Region, you know, in and itself is a great starting point. Um, you know, whether you have a ton of tournament experience or zero tournament experience, you don't need a big boat. I think a few years ago, uh, two years in a row, a few years back, we had two different AOIs in the Bay Region, both running small boats. One was an aluminum boat. One was a small Livingston boat. Um, one of the teams ran on a trolling motor, believe it or not, and they fished docks and fished all the little nooks and crannies. And, you know, you don't need a big boat. Um, this last year we had Ty Ponder and Todd Klein. If, 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 you know, most people know Todd Klein as an FLW fisherman and a freshwater-based guy. Uh, he fished with Ty this year. And I tell you what, um, the freshwater guys, if they have any thought about coming over, and jumping into saltwater competitive bass fishing, uh, that bay region is its very attractive. From the experienced to the inexperienced, um, you know, the events welcome everybody. Uh, nobody feels left out. Nobody feels any different. Uh, everybody shares their day. It's its awesome. I, I tell you what, um, that bay region thinks it's, it's great. And those spotties, they can be tough, you know. No. And the great thing is we're fishing bass gear, freshwater yeah. bass gear. And not only that, you're offering uh, fishermen that live in different geographical locations the opportunity to come and really fish in a quality event, whether or not they're living here in the San Diego County area or whether they're living in L.A. Orange County area. You're, you've got events for them. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, you know, I run a, a flex region, which is like a wanderer's or a traveler's region uh, as compared to the freshwater, which allows some of the teams, you know, if they're a San Diego-based team, uh, they can mix up events from the Bay Region and the inshore region to stay in their local areas, which they favor and they feel their strong points are at. Uh, if they have the ability to travel, you know, up here from San Diego to Long Beach, that's great. Uh, but if their schedule's tight and and they, they need to stay close to home. Uh, that flex region, uh, it's 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 a nice little uh, it's a nice little addition, and it works really well for most of the guys, uh, at least to qualify to get to the championship. And that is that's one of the toughest regions uh, to win an AOI title uh, because it takes an even mix of three events from each of the regions: the Bay Region and the Inshore Islands Region, uh, to come up with the highest amount of points to be crowned the uh, Anglers of the Year in that region. You know, one of the things I was excited to see, too, that you have scheduled an event down here at San Diego Bay for January the 14th, right before the uh, uh, the San Diego Anglers Bay Bass Tournament. So for guys that want to go out and get a little bit of an idea of what it's like to fish with a little edge there when you're fishing for prize money or the structured environment of a tournament, they can do that and pre-fish before the San Diego Anglers event. That's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. I think it's a, it's a great pre-fish. Uh, and, you know, even if you don't feel uh, like you're up to competing in the event, uh, it's, it's a good idea to come down, check out the weigh-in, you know, on the 14th and get an idea. Um, I'm sure there will be tons of San Diego Bay Open people out there pre-fishing. Uh, you're welcome to come by. Stop by, check out the weigh-in, you know, have some conversations with some of the teams. And, you know, you might be able to walk away with uh, something that can help you out the following weekend. So I I think it's it's perfect. It's it's a perfect lineup. Now, a lot of these fishermen that are uh, fishing or started off fishing for the bay bass and and the smaller boats, uh, they've gotten so excited to see what you're doing. Now they've graduated up and they're, 
they're fishing with you on some of the offshore series. Just just tell us what were some of the larger bags of fish that came in during the course of your 2016 uh, uh, season, Jerry? Well, I tell you what, the inshore islands region, we had many, many bags uh, over 25 pounds, uh, oh, which is you know better than a five pound average per fish when they come in. You know, at, at the live weigh-in. Um, many, many weights, you know, over 25 pounds. Um, last year I had the Mexico coastline and the Coronados open. Uh, this next year I'm going to change that. I'm going to kind of keep it to Clemente and Catalina and the no boundaries along the coastal areas as far as the inshore island region. Um, but I'll tell you what, San Clemente's put out some big bags. You know, even locally, uh, Palos Verdes and even Point Loma area and uh, La Jolla put out, you know, 22 to 24-pound bags and, you know, even those guys could stay competitive uh, against the guys who were making that long run. So uh, it was, it's very good. I tell you what, these guys have really dialed in, <clears throat> you know, the tackle they're fishing, the techniques. Uh, it's really changed, you know, without as much kelp this year. A lot of guys are going to the hard baits from fishing weedless baits in the kelp, uh, you know, leadhead swim baits. It's, it's changed up, but, boy, these guys, they're on the pulse, and, and uh, whatever it takes, these guys seem to figure it out, and it's it's awesome to be the guy weighing these fish and seeing these guys come in with these bags. I I love it. I love seeing fish in the basket. I'm kind of crazy for it. You know, one of the cool things about the sport as it evolves, bass fishing. <clears throat> I've been around it since dirt. You know, I'm sorry about this. I have a little kind of a uh, the Cabo crud <laughs> coming back, but. Um, uh, <laughs> The guys, the older guys that have been around the tournament circuits for a long time have watched the evolution of, of not the species, but of the baits that are used in competition today and how things have changed to figure out what works and, you know, maybe a change up a little on one bait to make it work a little better for the bass fishing side. It is just now starting for the saltwater series, guys. You're, you're seeing these guys get involved with, you know, different baits and different things that, one, they've never fished in the arena before, all of a sudden, a year or two later, they're involved with a new sport, and they're, they're trying new things. So you're seeing an evolution of new baits and new styles of fishing for calicos and sand bass and, and even for the bay bass, spotted bay bass, that these, it's never been done a lot of it. They're, they're, you're going to see more and more new things that are going to be uh, thrown in the events here over the next few years. It's going to just change the fishing a bunch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm with you 100% there. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, you know, the uh, Alabama rig has really come over strong from the freshwater. It was first utilized in the bay events for spotted bay bass, but you, uh, you know, Picasso makes an excellent A-rig, um, heavy-duty A-rig. These guys are using it on the sand bass, on the artificial reefs, and, um, you know, out on the, on the you know, on the jetties and the walls and the break walls and, and everywhere. You know, that air rig's kind of crazy. But I'll tell you what, you know, at the same time, uh, you've got guys like Jack Soul, who is a leadhead swim bait guy through and through. He's 81 years old. He fishes all the inshore events, some of them by himself. And that guy still puts solid bags in the basket. And he's an old-school dude. He's been fishing saltwater tournaments forever. Um, so there still are those old techniques, but you're right. I mean, there's so much going on in the industry, uh, lure development, and it's it's such a, a growing market still. There's always something new, and 
boy, you know, like the freshwater side, you know, those little secrets and those little things that, you know, people don't know a whole lot about can make a difference. And, uh, you know, it just takes, you know, getting out there with some of that new stuff and, and, and making it work and trying to give those fish something they haven't seen or some kind of approach. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, it is definitely growing and it's changing, you know, month to month, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy. It's awesome. And by the and by the way, Jack Schull is one of the top calico fishermen, if you wanted to call it, in the world. He's he's got more knowledge of every rock pile and and little spots here and there that he may be able to get one on. And they may be five miles apart, but at the end of the day, he's run a milk run of of quality areas to catch them on the baits that he knows how to catch them on. And he's always, always, always just a tough customer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jer- Jerry, good guy. Uh, if people want to find out more about the Saltwater Bass Series, the SBS, see the great sponsors that you've brought aboard, boy, Stan, Wendy, and I, we have seen your circuit grow, and part of what's made it grow is your great sponsors. Where can they go to get the schedule and to find out all about you? Well, I just posted up the new schedule for the 2017 season at uh, uh, www.saltwaterbassseries.com you can follow along on SBS Fishing uh, there is a Saltwater Bass Series Facebook page also and I kind of share between them uh, information uh, going up and what have you but uh, there's contacts on the website if you, anybody ever has any questions please feel free to call me email me um, I'm always open to conversing with people that have questions or concerns uh, we get a lot of new people involved that way. You know, they're on the fence and they have a question or three. Uh, hey, I always take the time out and uh, whatever it takes to get these people involved, it's a great time. And uh, I'm I'm just about always available. If I'm not on the water, uh, I can always get back to people when I get home. So, And we can use the same contacts to get a hold of you if we're interested uh, on a guided trip with you. Yeah, you know, that website is uh, All Harbors Unlimited Charters, and that's at catchmorebass.com is the home for all harbor charters all harbors unlimited charters and i do quite a bit of different charters everything from catering free divers um to fishing the bays to fishing offshore to fishing calicos i'm on the water four or five or six days a week so i've always got my finger on something uh and with a pretty good network of friends and and buddies out there uh, on the water also it's it's pretty good. It's worked out really well. I've been extremely busy. So, All right. Jerry Mayhew, the director of the Saltwater Bass Series. Jerry, we, we look forward to uh, seeing you uh, during the events in this upcoming season. Thanks for taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All Will right. do, Jerry. Hey, that was Jerry Mayhew from the Saltwater Bass Series. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Mark Hupp is going to be with from Echolaser and the Rocklease Barotrauma Descending Device. You don't know what the Rocklease is? Stay tuned. You're going to hear all about it. But first, we got a break for these messages. 
Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. Hey, Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to our Rod and Real Radio. You know, we're getting close to rock fishing season, and uh, as you all know, that if you listen regularly to the show, part of the show is sponsored by Echoleaser. It, they are the makers of the Rockleaser Barotrauma device. And we've talked about it a lot when it comes to using this device for rockfish fishing in the saltwater. But it seems like in the, the past four weeks or so, a whole new, completely, uh, completely new application has opened up for this device, and that's fishing at San Vicente. And the guys that are using the Rockleaser 
at San Vicente are swearing by it. And I thought we'd invite Mark up from uh, uh, Echolisa with us to talk a little bit about the Rockleach Barotrauma Descending Device. Mark, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Hey, I I appreciate that. Hey, tell us a little bit about, first of all, what the rock lease is and how does it really work? Okay, so the way it works is when you bring your fish up from the bottom, all the gases end up expanding and you can't get the fish back down. So um, what you end up doing is it's almost like a small clip and you squeeze it and you clip it on the lower lip and it's got a one-pound weight on it. And at that point, you just put your reel in free spool, send it down to the bottom back where you got them from, and all you have to do is just yank up on the rod, and the fish ends up coming off, and he's able to survive down at the bottom. Now, uh, on the saltwater side, uh, approximately how far does this uh, uh, device have to go down? Do you have to send it down as deep as you're fishing, or, or what have your st- studies indicated, Mark? So what we found is through our trial and error, we've – if we're fishing at about 300 feet of water, we suggest going down at least 150. Um, at 150, we have a really good release rate. Right now, I think over the past four years, we've released over 400 fish, or 600 fish, I'm sorry. Um, and that was all releasing them at about 150 feet. And that was with a real high success rate. I think we probably get somewhere about 1 in 20. We'll end up coming back up, but it's pretty low. And generally, it's a weaker fish that's been injured um, and taking it off the hook. Well, you know, when you're rock fishing, though, I I brought up, and we all have that of rock fish. You bring up these fish, the uh, eyeballs are popping out, the bladder is coming out of the fish's mouth. Is there a survivability for these fish using the rock lease uh, system? Yeah, it's actually it's kind of unbelievable. When we first started looking into it, um, you know, we saw a flyer that was put out by California Fishing Games saying to send these fish back down. And I'd always thought that when they came up looking like that, that they were they were done. There was no way of saving them. But based on some research that was done up in Oregon State as well as at NOAA, they've shown that depending on the species, it's a survivability somewhere between 85% all the way up to 95%. And they found that they actually live long-term, not just short-term, because they've had an ongoing CalCod study out of the 43 that I think has been going for a number of years now. I want to say it's over five. And they have some of the same fish that they released five years ago. They're still living on the bank. You know, and with some of the studies that we've seen when it comes to uh, 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 de, uh, depressurizing the fish using some type of a needle or fizzing device, uh, that's really a, a real touchy type of a situation. And even if you do get a chance to fizz these fish by sticking a needle in, into the bladder and sending them back down. Studies have shown that the mortality rate in doing this can be upwards of 70%. So just because you're releasing the fish and it swims down doesn't necessarily mean it's going to survive. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. Um, I know historically that's been kind of the common way to do it. And like you said, even biologists that are doing studies where it's controlled, they're using a clean needle, they're preparing the fish with alcohol to prevent getting bacteria inside the fish, and then venting it exactly where it needs to be vented, and they're still, you know, they'll still end up dying because of that internal trauma. If you're just clipping a device onto them and sending them back down to the bottom, you don't have any of that internal trauma and you don't have any of that introduction of bacteria 
to the inside of the fish or even the damaging of organs. Now, we're finding now, Mark, uh, with a freshwater situation, especially what's happening over at Lake San Vicente that's been open for about four weeks. Fishermen, they're, they're, they're finding fish at, at all water levels, but, you know, they feel in order to get the big fish, and it seems to be the pattern, the really good, big, healthy fish are in 40 to 60 feet of water. So you hook one of these fish, and you're fighting it, and you're bringing it up. Uh, you can't, sometimes you'll just send it on back down. Maybe it goes down. But a lot of the guys are holding these fish in their live wells looking for that glory shot and find out that they're embolized, and now they have the dilemma. Gee, we want to release these fish, but they're not going to go down. If we release them, they're going to float them away. We've got a real uh, bad situation here. Uh, how's the Rockleys handling uh, that situation, Mark? Well, so it'd be great to use for something like that, especially even when you're fishing in that shallow water. Um, even in 30 feet of water, the size of that air bubble is doubling, but you might not see it when you pull that fish out of the water, and you're not going to know it until, like you said, you filled up your live well and you've thrown this fish over the side and he's floating on the surface and can't go back down. Um, according to a lot of the research, they've found that if you can get those fish down within 10 minutes, that's kind of the golden period for that fish to survive. So you have enough time to take pictures of your fish. You can, you know, get that shot that you want and then get them back down. But if you hold them in the live well, the longer they're in there, the more it decreases their survival rate. Now, that said, it, it definitely would work great out there, even in that shallow water, because it can release at any depth, because all it takes is that mechanical jerking up on the line to get it to open. Ben, and I tell you, it's a lot easier than a lot of the other things, and it's a lot more exact than fizzing them to, especially if you are sincerely interested in watching out for the health of the fish. Mark, if people want to find more uh, uh, more about the rock lease, they can order it online. I know it's available in a lot of the, the finer uh, fishing tackle stores throughout Southern California, but to see some of the things that you've done and find out more about the system – uh, where can they go to to get this information? So you can go right to our website, which is www.ecoleaser.com. Um, if you want to order it, we suggest you order it from one of our retailers. Right now, Ingl- Ingler's Arsenal, uh, they say have it in stock, and you can get it from them. As far as other information, we have a bunch of videos posted on YouTube. You, so you can just go on YouTube. You can Google Ecoleaser or Rocklease, and some of those videos, videos will come up. All right, Mark from Equally, sir, with the uh, Rockley Spare Trauma Device. Uh, thanks for taking some of your Sunday to be with us and talking a little bit about the device. Uh, we've got them here at the store. I know, like, uh, we'll be talking about this later on when we have James Nelson on because he's just coming back from San Vicente. He's been using the device over there. Thanks a lot for telling us not only about the saltwater applications, but now the freshwater application for the rock lease device. Appreciate you being with us, Mark. Yeah, thanks a lot, John. I really appreciate you having us. Okay. Hey, uh, Stan, you and I have been uh, uh, AWOL for the the past few weeks. I know you were down in Cabo. I was down at the uh, at uh, Cedros Island. I also had a a trip with uh, Chuck Taft on The Legend and uh, a few other things. Tell us a little bit about what you found out, what was happening with Cabo, and and also one of the charter companies that uh, uh, you're working with down there. Well, you know, the, over the many years that I've been going down there, I've, got a, I, I've kind of taken the work out of it a little bit. 
All right. Oh, you still with us? Well, <laughs> all right. Anyhow, but I'm taking a lot of the work out of the uh, who to who to work with and who's the best to work with, and um, in, including like if you're going to rent a car, for instance, you fly into San Jose del Cabo. You can go to all kinds of different car rentals, but if you're going to go down there, the best one down there is uh, one called Cactus Car Rentals. Um, you can call a guy named Antonio uh, Miranda. That's he's one of the head honchos there, and he it's just the easiest and the cheapest in town, and they've got new cars. It's one of my favorite little things. And you know, if I'm going to go to dinner the first night, I always go to a place called Ponchos. Uh, people from Thousand Oaks know that they make the best. Chilleriano in the world down there at uh, Pancho's. I mean, their food is excellent anyhow. Uh, Jose, the guy that's the uh, waiter D, if you want to call him that, head waiter, is super. But, I mean, uh, it, I've been going there for so long. And one of the other things, and you'll appreciate this part, If you, when we stay in, the, in town there, I take off and run up the, the coast to Toto Santos and visit a guy named Manuel Valdez. It's Axel's uncle. Maxwell and the boys from from uh, the East Cape over yes. there at uh, 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 Buena Vista, their uncle has a place, and he is a uh, cocktail aficionado. He's got four world <laughs> championships for how to make a tequila cocktail. So if you wanted to learn how to make the finest cocktail and, or the best margarita in the world, and it's all natural, we go there. But... Um, uh, Stan, let me just stop you real quick. You sure. talked about the rental car. You're an insurance guy. Yep. What is the rule of thumb for us Americans going down there when it comes to car insurance from any one of these agencies? Well, one, you've got to make sure you have it. The, the laws, you've got to have the, at least the liability. Your credit card company may extend, if you use your credit card, to to buy the uh, insurance, they may extend the uh, coverage for the physical damage for your car while you're down there for the week or whatever you're down there. Now, you need to call ahead of time and make sure that that's true, American Express and Visa and MasterCard, depending on which card you use, will cover that. But that's something you have to have. Make sure you've got the insurance. How about your your local companies like... uh you know, AAA or State Farm or somebody like that, do they give you any coverage down there, or as soon as you cross the border, are you uh, flat out of luck? No, as soon as you go into another country, usually the the U.S. contracts end right there. That's why it's mandatory that you obey their rules, get get the liability for, for the time that you're down there, and then if, you're, and if you don't have a credit card that covers your physical damage for your car, trust me, anything happens... It's going to cost you a fortune to get out of out of uh, jail down there. Not necessarily jail, but one of the people. Perfect example. One of the guys that was uh, our friends down there came from Texas. They're driving behind us back from uh, uh, Todos Santos, and they're following one of those big trucks. Well, out of the back of the truck rolls this. We couldn't identify what it was, but it bounced once and came underneath his car, took out a chunk of uh, the grill on the left side, and all of a sudden he had no radiator fluid and oil was leaking too, so he had to pull over to the side. His insurance, because he had, I think, uh, uh, wasn't government employees, uh, maybe it was one of those, I can't remember exactly which one he had, but they, 
they had a, a credit card from that group, and they say, we will cover that and take care of it. If you have the paperwork, put it on the credit card, and we'll take care of the loss uh, for you so you don't have to mess with it. One, there were two girls that were at another rental service other than this cactus one when we were in there, and for the small little rental, I mean, the little uh, tire, your spare tire, the little ones that we have here that are your, you know, don't go over 50 miles Donuts, an hour. yeah. Well, there are a dime a dozen around, and they had to put one of those on, but they charged them $460 for a normal tire, and they can get whatever they want. So if you don't have the insurance, you're going to be stuck for large amounts of money, and that's something you need to look at. You know, Stan, I know you weren't planning on talking about that, but that's really an important part of going anywhere down in, in Cabo, and we, we've used up all of our time. You were going to talk, uh, I know, about Lands End Charter. Why don't we do this? Why don't we invite the owner of Lands End Charter to be on the show with us next week, and you guys can talk about the great experience you're having. And I understand you've set uh, already Wendy up with a group to uh, go on down there and experience uh, the benefits of uh, charting out with Land's End. Well, the one cool thing I can do real quickly is Greg at uh, Land's End's Charter, if you, looked at, if you go online, landsendcharter.com, you call the 800 number, a guy named Greg will answer. He is an absolute great guy. You tell him what your, your needs are, how many people you've got. He's got boats down there. Several, not just one, several boats that he deals with that you can go from two people to ten people, whatever. He's got uh, a new one that we're going to talk about next week that has, you can you can take down to the Via Jerez Islands. If you got enough money, you can buy the, buy the permits to get into Socorro. What the heck? But they know how to do that, and they are re-rigging a bunch of their boats. They're going to re-outfit them with the best rods and reels. Uh, so you don't have to bring yours down, but you can call him, and you'll have a great experience. And the guy is like talking to you and me. He's uh, educated in the U.S. and got his, got his things going down there, and now he's running the charter systems. You'll love it. And what great peace of mind that is to have, if you're going to go fishing down there, to have that all squared away and settled and to have people waiting for you, then much rather than try to work with that down there with the concierge at the hotel and maybe you they're going to do what you want, maybe they're not going to do with it. Have it all squared away before you go on down there and enjoy your trip. Well, that's the thing. You know, you don't go down there. Let me tell you real quick, too. You don't go down there and buy your burritos from the lady on, that's walking up and down the dock with a, an ice chest. That's a sure bet you're going to get sick. <laughs> the, <laughs> these guys buy the, their, your breakfast or lunch or your coffee or whatever you're going to, to need on the boat. They buy it from one of the local uh, restaurants right there on the corner. Captain Tony's is very famous. It's right next to Solomon's, by the way, in the harbor. Solomon's, is, you probably watched it on Gossiero's. You know, show whatever else, or Bill Boyce's show. Uh, by the way, they've got 17 new uh, dinners or meals that they just put on their menu. We ate there uh, the, one of the last nights. You might want to go there and check that out. But Greg buys all of his his uh, breakfasts and lunches from the restaurant. So wow. you don't have the issues. And, and you can tell them what you want. You know, these guys are really, really, really good at what they do. Well, let's get Greg from Landsend on uh, next weekend. If not, we're gonna we'll get his wife on because she's also one of the people that you you talk to. It's family run business, and you want that peace of mind to have everything squared away so it's ready to go when you get down there. Stan, let's take a break right now. Uh, 
This is Ron Real Radio on AM540 or at ronrealradio.com. You can listen to past shows by just going to Ron Real Radio, hit the archive page. Last week, man, we had a killer show. We had uh, the mayor on. We were talking about the opening of Lake San Vicente. Then we did a live broadcast from Cedrus Island with Jose uh, Angel and all the groups down there. It was a lot of fun. And, and Jorge, we got to thank you for making that happen. But let's take a break right now. Coming up next, the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. We'll be back after these messages. And I want to hear about Cedrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? And if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Stan and I want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Hey, did you by any chance recognize that voice on that last commercial? That's our own Stan Vandenberg at 1-800-BASS-BOAT. And whether you want to uh, insure your boat, your car, your house... 
you got a special event coming on up. I was just speaking with Bill Van Wolven here last week. He was telling me that by running his insurance through 1-800-BASS-BOAT for the special events that the Bass Council run, they saved a ton of money. So make sure you get a hold of Stan. Give him a call. Yeah, you're calling 1-800-BASS-BOAT. But for any of your insurance needs, give Stan a call. And here's another guy that I think that's insured by Stan. He is the fish icon himself. He's our professional guide with the Southern California Inshore Report, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, how you doing? Well, I'm doing great, John. How about yourself? Man, we are doing well. You know, normally we're talking about, you know, fishing inshore and just their immediate offshore area and stuff like that. But what I want to talk to you about tonight, you've been, you know, one of the uh, the people that have had a chance to go out and fish San Vicente. You were just there on Saturday you were there earlier when San Vicente opened up in the first weeks, and we wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, some of your, uh, you know, perspectives on is that lake changing? What's happening over there now that we're getting deeper and deeper into the uh, San Vicente schedule? Well, you know, that that's a great thing to, to, to bring up and, you know, to <laughs> keep going with that pun of deeper and deeper, you know, that's the trick. Uh, you can still catch fish along the shore. You can run the bank all you want. <laughs> like that? Anyway, but, uh, yeah, you know, go deep. Don't be afraid to go deep. That's that's one lake that uh, even during the spawn we always caught fish deep there. And now that the water is super clear and these fish are finally getting used to hearing the sound of, of boats coming by, and, you know, it's, don't be afraid to go deep. That's the way to go. Now, you know, we just had uh, Mark Huff on from uh... – uh, Echo Lesser with the uh, Rock Lease Barotrauma device, and there's a, a, a been a lot of fishermen commenting about, man, they're finding some floating fish uh, around the lake because guys are fishing deep. They're bringing those fish up. They're keeping them in the live well. They take their picture with four or five nice fish because they're, you know, in the five, six, seven-pound range, and then they try to release them, and those fish don't want to go down. That's correct. They don't. As a matter of fact, it's funny you, you mentioned the Rockleys. I used it yesterday, um, not on my fish, but on some folks that were fishing not far from us, which is another thing you got to get used to when you're fishing Santa City. Uh, be prepared to be fishing, you know, about a cast and a half lengths from people. It just it happens whether you try to keep your distance or not. Folks move in. Uh, there's a lot of points that are next to points, and if you're fishing one of those secondary points, you'll turn around. There'll be a boat right behind you on the primary. So. It's just something you get used to there, but uh, nonetheless, we saw some folks uh, trying to nurse a fish over, and, and the guy asked me if I had a needle, and I said, well, I got something better than that. Why don't you bring that fish on over? I showed him that rock lead, and boy, he was really impressed with how that worked, and we dropped that fish down. You could almost see it when it went all the way down to the bottom. We were in 32 feet of water, and that's how clear that water is. We could see wow. the fish. Wow. You know, we couldn't see real detail, but you could see the white you know, of it as it went down sideways. And then right when I popped it, you could tell that she turned and took off because we couldn't see the white anymore. So right. that's how I knew it worked. And it, it's it's a great system to use. Obviously, we use it for our, our salt water for the big rockfish and small rockfish alike. But it's nice to see that we can use it for bass as well. Hey, uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about, you know, you fish there in the in, in the beginning week and you're fishing now. I think we're in the, what, the fourth week or, or so of fishing over there. Uh, how are the fish changing, and how is the fishing changing? 
You know, uh, I don't know so much about what's what's changing and what's not um, as far as what really happened that very first week. Because we, I think the first day I fished there, even though it was the first week, it was Monday. So it was the last of the five days of that first week. And uh, I think by then, these fish are already starting to uh, respond differently. We didn't have a 100 fish day, you know, when we fished on Monday. And uh, nor did anybody else we talked to that even fished the first uh, couple days leading into that. So already we were there seeing the change. And, again, it's just these fish, it, it's survival. To us, it's a, it's a day on the pond. To them, it's life and death. So they take it a little more seriously than we do, uh, <laughs> the fish do, you know. And uh, when they, they start uh, getting hurt or seeing their buddies get hurt and or they, they notice what's going on around them, they start, uh, again, that lake was quiet for eight years, you know, other than a few patrol boats and uh, construction going on. It was pretty quiet. And so all of a sudden now you've got 150-plus boats out there on any given day, and, and it gets really noisy, and they, they recognize that. And they recognize that noise. Maybe the first two days they didn't understand that that noise had some hooks attached, but now they do. Well, and you know, I think I think when you get that when that happens on a lake, when you get that much new lake, there's a lot of patrol fish out there looking around for, you know, food, and that's not abnormal. You know, the, there's a lot of stuff falling out of trees, crawling along the bank, uh, or that's falling into the water, and and you get a lot of fish that are up fishing parallel or running parallel to the bank just on cruise control, kind of seeing what's there. Because that's normal for the fish anyhow. They kind of, they always do little circles around the lake to, uh, to find out where is, you know, something they can find a place to eat, where's good cover, where's good uh, spot to stay that's been normal for them to stay in, and it's 40 feet deep because it came up that high. So their normal home is down there deep, and that's what the guys are fishing. Okay, well, I went back deep. Well, that's where he goes because he's been there for years. Yeah, so now know. those guys come out, and it's like fishing the U.S. Open. Those first few days, all those shallow fish that are up there for the first two days, they're in, they're in the chew mode. They're looking for something to eat, and they get caught, and they get put it back in. Well, the first thing they do is go back down to where they lived before because that's the comfort zone. Now... You know, it's going to get fewer and fewer and fewer, although the fishing will change and the fishermen will have to figure out what the change is over the next year because we're going to go through the deep period now. It'll all, all the fish will go into the winter session and go down. Uh, bait will go down. When it comes back up in the spring, you're going to find new spawning areas and, and everything is going to go through another cycle, but it'll be fun to watch. And, and especially for the fishermen, just to learn the new patterns that the lake is going to permit for them. You know, oh, and then, Jim, just doing the, the, the sheer numbers, the lake has been open uh, five days for the past four weeks, so you've got 20 days of fishing. You've got uh, roughly 140 bass boats a day on the lake. There's at least two or three people in each boat. If any, if each person is uh, is uh, catching an average of twenty or thirty fish, maybe some more, some less. All of a sudden, you got a gigantic number of fish that have been caught just in the first four weeks that that lake's been open. Oh, absolutely! And a lot of even some of the fish we're catching, John. You know, it it reminds me of the spawn. Because you know how it is when you're running bank during the spawn and you catch this fish and his lips are red. You know, you know he's been caught before that week. And that's what we're coming up with is, 
you know, there's a lot of fish that I know haven't been caught uh, and probably still won't. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a lot of them that you can tell are recycled and, you know, just obviously shows the benefit of catch and release. And, you know, aside from re- uh, from what days we're having, whether it went from 100 days, uh, 100 fish days to 30 fish days, whatever, if, if, even if it's 10 fish days, it's still better than any of the other lakes around here right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And those fish may have gone deep, but they're still willing to bite. <laughs> James, is the bait situation pretty good in the bait in the lake? I wouldn't say so, Stan, but there are, uh, John, you recall when we went out there media day, all that yeah. fry that was under the dock. It, there's a really neat thing that happens, and you could just sit on the on the dock and just watch it. When you when the boats get on the trailer, and they you know hit that power to get up on the trailer, it creates a, a little uh, eddy, you know, a little backwash, yep. and it stirs up those fry, and all the bass that are hanging around the dock just come out and chew, and it's funny. <laughs> it looks like feeding time at the at the hatchery. They're it's eating just, wow. uh, they're eating little silver side chat over there. Uh, um, uh, stand, but I think what uh, those bass are really waiting for is for that uh, DFW truck to uh, back down on that launch ramp so that uh, the vitamin T is injected into the lake as quickly yeah. as they can. So they're waiting for winter to come real soon. They got another it's month. Be a while. That water is still <laughs> 75 degrees, so it's it's going to be a while. And I, I've talked to Lori about that recently. And she says that they're in no hurry to get trout in there right now just because it's so hot. And well, so Jim, you know, I know that you uh, have a, a past life of being a tournament bass fisherman. You fish WON and a lot of the big circuits. Now you're a full-time guide. You know, we talk a lot about you fishing saltwater and our immediate offshore area. A lot of people don't know that they can hire you, too, to go on any of the local lakes here in Southern California and to check the schedule out because – even though it's subject to availability, you have uh, some uh, dates that are open uh, for San Vicente. I do, John, you know, and, uh, it, yeah, absolutely. And the weekdays are always better, and the weekdays are about as open as can be, and that's the benefit uh, of me being able to do this full-time. I could go on weekdays. You know, uh, uh, there are a lot of guides in town that you can choose from that, that do work a regular Monday through Friday job. And, you know, God bless them for doing what they have to do to feed their family, but, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to, to be able to do this full time, and that opens up uh, five more days of the week that I can do it. So it's hey, really I, Jim, quickly, before Jorge pulls the plug on us again, because we've gone <laughs> way over time, how's the best way to get a hold of you and find out what the schedule is? Well, you can always reach me online. It's thefishicon.com, or even check out the link on Rod and Reel Radio, and you can listen to past uh, casts of uh, this broadcast. So, and then... You can always reach me by telephone, 619-395-0799. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot for that great report. We'll be talking to you during the week. And, Stan, thanks a lot. We'll talk a little bit more about Cabo San Lucas and and Cedrus Island. If you want to find out what happened at Cedrus Island, just go to last week's show. We had an hour live broadcast from Cedrus Island and the Baja Magic Lodge with Jose Angel. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for this Sunday night. We want to thank Jorge and the AM540 Studios. Ben Harvey, our local producer, for getting uh, all the commercials and the show lined up right. And always, in memory, a big tuna bill. And Eddie McEwen, the founders of the show. Thanks a lot, you, our audience, for listening tonight. I know there's a lot of things to do, so now you can go out and do them because this is the end of Rod Real Radio for tonight. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
We're out for now. Good There's your hole out in the sun where you left a row half done. You